Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome to Pit Pass Moto, the show that brings you deep dive interviews with the motorcycle industry insiders and racers that make the sport move. I'm Dale Spangler, and in this episode, my guest is Rich Makerich, founder of the online motocross sponsorship platform, MX Sponsor, as well as founder of the online power sports brand and dealership training platform, Brandication. This episode is brought to you by Moto America home of AMA Superbike Racing and North America's premier motorcycle road racing series. Rewatch every round of the 2023 series and revisit all the season's action with the Moto America Live Plus video on demand streaming service. Or visit the Moto America YouTube channel for race highlights and behind the scenes video content. Look for the 2024 race schedule to be announced soon over on the MotoAmerica.com website and be sure to follow Moto America on social media for real-time series updates and original content. Rich Makerich, thank you so much for agreeing to come on Pit Pass Moto. How are you today? What's happening in Jersey? Doing pretty good, Dale. I appreciate you having me on. I've been uh, listening a while and appreciate what you do in the industry. So it's uh, definitely a busy time of year here for us. I'm a sponsor and brandication, but definitely looking forward to joining you today. Absolutely. Well, you're from Somerville, New Jersey there, which is kind of within the New York City metropolitan area. What a cool area, though. I was kind of doing a little Google street walking in that kind of area where you live there. And it looks like where your office is, is it kind of like a, a walking street where like you can't drive cars down or something like that? Yeah, it's a pretty cool area. We've been here a while. You know, we're sort of right in the middle of New York City and Philly. You know, we got the beach 35 minutes away. We have some mountains, whatever you consider mountains in New Jersey, right? So <laughs> it's uh, definitely a pretty cool area. It's a very large pharmaceutical area with, you know, Johnson & Johnson and Merck and Rutgers College pretty close. So it's uh, definitely a cool area. And we have people that need to commute from New York City or Hoboken. There's a train right outside. So it's uh, definitely a cool area. We've we've been here a while. So yeah, I think you got that really cool area. I ended up reading a book about it called The Pine Barrens, which I didn't even know. Like this, I mean, there's pretty remote areas in New Jersey, which you wouldn't think of, you know, initially. Yeah, for sure. And that, that was cool back in the day. There were so many places to ride back then. I grew up riding and racing dirt bikes. So, you know, 20, 30 years ago, you know, it would be very easy to go if English Town Raceway Park was closed that day or you know, Richie's Upco used to own Powerline Park. There was always open sand pits or a lot of different places to ride back then. Yep. Not so much anymore, but yeah, there was always uh, a lot of cool sand tracks and different places to ride. Cranberry capital too, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, let's uh, 
let's start by discussing the platform you created where I think you and I probably first crossed paths, and that's MX Sponsor, which you launched in 2004. You have 60,000 plus members and hundreds of thousands of sponsorship contracts each year. So tell us about that. And you know, where did this idea come about? It's crazy to think about how long ago it was at this time, right? You know, I just turned 41 and, you know, I was racing moto almost my whole life, more after high school. We had some great local tracks in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York. You know, at that time, I was way back at a pack expert class, right? Like I knew it was never going to happen on the motorcycle, but I really loved the industry and always been a fan of the industry and, and racing. So, you know, at that point in time, I was working at Bed Bath & Beyond's corporate headquarters. I was 20 years old, maybe 21. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was doing a lot of new store openings and it was cool, but not really what I was meant to do for a living, right? But I chalked that job up as my college experience for sure. At that point in time, you know, resumes were still being mailed out to brands, right? Via paper, sending photos and images and so on that you would download and mailing all those to the brands in September and October and handwritten. Yeah, yeah. Handwritten <laughs> notes. And it was it was definitely a while ago, right? So yeah. I was like, there's, there's got to be a better way, you know, and that's sort of when, if you really think about it, 02, 03, 04, that was so early on with websites and different types of internet solutions, right? Yep. So it wasn't like today where you could just go on a Wix or a GoDaddy and be like, hey, I'm going to create a website and a platform. So, you know, I put a lot of thought into the program and things that I thought would be cool and what would work well for brands and racers. And long story short, I, I posted an ad on Craigslist at the time, dating myself again, you know, like <laughs> Craigslist was the place to be. And I, I got a random response from a web agency out in Sacramento, California with Eric Knopp. And he was like, you're not going to believe this. You know, we race and, you know, we're up to date on all the web stuff. And this is something we'd be interested in doing. So, you know, we had a, a lot of conversations in the, in the beginning then. And, you know, they came to me and they're like, hey, Rich, we could do this project, but it's going to be $10,000. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap, like 10 grand. Like, That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Where am I going to come up yeah. with this? Or how am I going to do this or figure it out? Right. But, you know, I just had a feeling that they were the right people to sort of partner with. And, you know, I was sort of good at the sales at that time and I was racing and those, they were moto dudes. So, you know, I really started brainstorming about the site and talking to friends and family. And when I tell this story, it's funny in a way. And it's also a little, you know, my dad passed away a few years ago, but, mm -hmm. you know, I remember going to my dad and being like, Hey dad, can I borrow 10 grand? I want to start a website. And he's like, what the hell is a website? You know, he's <laughs> like, what is the internet pretty much, you know? And he sort of told me to get lost, figure it out on my own. If I want to try to start my own business, which was not what you want to hear. Right. Yeah. But you know, that's sort of how it went down trying to figure out that money situation. And it, it sort of sucked, but I'm so happy now at this point in my life that he wasn't like, here's 10 grand or here's 50 grand to go start a business. You know, he's like, figure it out. 
you know, and that's something that I take great pride in is, you know, we sort of started this with nothing back then and never really raised VC money or private equity money and never, you know, went out with and and did it that way. So it was a pretty cool start just to get it off the ground at that point in time. Right. So did you like actually roll up your sleeves and kind of figure it out how to build the site yourself? So I did, and I tried doing that, right? And back then, it was few and far between to find someone. And I think the first version of MX Sponsor came out looking like Excitebike, you know? (laughs) And I'm like... I can't go to market with this. So I, you know, I ended up talking to a few friends and family, selling my bike, selling some other things and came up with the 10 grand and partnered up with these guys. And, you know, we were on our way building the site and launching it, which was pretty cool because I had a, I had a full-time job then, right? I wasn't making that much money. And, you know, I remember working there nine to five, coming home, the good thing about being in, on the East Coast, you know, everyone in California is three hours behind. So I remember being up, you know, 12, 1, 2 in the morning working on MX Sponsor, like in the beginning, talking with those guys at night and then waking up and going back to work just to pay my bills, you know. So it was a pretty cool time then, like when we started it. And that's around the same time as well that Sponsor House launched Hook It. Yeah. Who were... Also East Coast guys. And you got to think back then there was really no social media. So you didn't know what people were doing or, you know, you couldn't brag about what you were doing or, or post about certain things. So, you know, I remember about that time Sponsor House launched and I was like, well, now what am I going to do? Right. Like I'm not <laughs> the only person in town and these guys are launching and, you know, I have nothing but respect for Scott Tilton and RJ who started Sponsor House, which is now Hook It. We've actually grown to have a, a pretty good relationship over the years, you know? Yep. And there's been like probably five or 10 other sites that have come and gone that tried to do, you know, what Sponsor House and MX Sponsor have done over the past 20 years. So it was definitely very stressful in the beginning, but we got to a certain point to where we started really getting good traction. So I I had to make a decision as an adult, right? And as a business owner, like, am I going to quit my job that I have now and continue on and try to do this full time? Or am I going to keep doing it as a hobby, right? So obviously my decision 20 years later paid off, but it was a, it was a very stressful one, you know? So I, I pretty much quit the job I had. I packed my bags and I moved to California, pretty much lived on my friend's couch for a good year. You know, Brian Mazur, who was from the East Coast, and, you know, I'll never forget those times. It was definitely, definitely some crazy times in in life and (laughs) trying to just figure out day to day what the hell I was doing, owning a business, trying to grow a business, but also how to pay for food and, (laughs) and how to live, right? Yeah. Crazy times. I did notice though, like the way you describe the site, the middleman that makes life easy for riders and companies. In a way, you're helping riders and you're helping brands kind of be the middleman to connect the two. That's kind of the basis of the business, right? Yeah, it was. You know, in, in our industry, I still consider it to be an old school industry, right? Mm-hmm. Behind on, on times on, on certain things. But back then, you know, I think the whole world was behind on different and easier ways of doing things. Some for good, some for bad, right? So the best business that you could start is something that is a solution that makes people's lives easier. And we were lucky enough at that time when we started, 
you know, the internet and, and stuff was fairly new. So, you know, we sort of had a leg up on launching a business like this, you know, but I remember back then growing this, there wasn't a LinkedIn at that time, right? There wasn't 90 types of services out there where you could get information of who works at a company and who runs this brand, who runs that brand, you know? So when I moved to California, it was pretty much knocking on doors of every brand that was out there and going to amateur events, going to Supercross races, you know, the the dealer expo in Indy back then was a huge part of our business. Um, after parties, you know, where real business took place back then and oh, yeah. talking to brand reps and, and marketing managers and so on. So it was, it was a pretty cool time to, to have the business. And we had some great early adopters as clients, you know, people like Kenny Adams, who's now Jason Anderson's agent and represents brands. Like he was at Dragon at the time or Randy Vallade at MSR and Ian Runyon at One Industries, you know, Bob Rafkep at Garnet and Eddie Cole, you know, his brands then. People that I looked up to then as industry legends and people on the brand side that I was then doing business with, right? So it was, uh, you know, it was a pretty cool time. And that was like you said, that was a period of time where like you earned your way in, but with those connections, you know, like once you sort of got your foot in the door, earned some trust, you know, with somebody like Randy Valet, then he was like an advocate for you, you know? For sure. And, you know, someone like Randy is a good example. And there's tons of these types of connections in the industry that I don't look at as clients, right? I look at as friends and people that we've been doing business together for a long time. You know, like Randy didn't know me. We were working together at MSR. Randy saved me so much money back then and guys in the industry when I first started because I didn't have money for hotel rooms, right? I didn't have money for rent cars. So I would fly to an amateur national and crash with certain people and go out to dinner and pick up a tab here and there. But it was pretty cool and crazy to think about how it all started and these connections in the industry and how they've grown. I think that's one of the things that I care about so much in our industry. It's how close and tight knit it is. And when I started these businesses 20 years ago till today, I, I like to feel that I've always treated someone, you know, in the warehouse that's bagging gloves or goggles to send out to riders or the vice president of Kawasaki, right? Like I always wanted to treat everyone at a business with the same respect. And I, I think there's a lot of people in our industry that were those people in a warehouse 20 years ago who are now running major brands, right? Absolutely. I think there's some things that certain private equity groups or VC groups come into our industry and don't really realize how tight knit of a family we are and how everyone looks out for each other, right? So that's one of the major things I think that I take great pride in is going to an event now or going to a show or, you know, this year I went to Loretta's for the first time and people were like, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> and you know what? I, I, I had a blast there this year. You know, we had we represent KTM and a couple other brands on that side of it, but I legit had a great time attending Loretta's this year, you know? Yeah. I, I love what you said though, about making those connections with people like Valade, where you stay with him in his room. I guarantee you, you guys are still friends to this day because of that. I mean, you don't let someone stay in your room and not be friendly with them. Those connections run deep. And like you said, a lot of those VC companies coming in, they don't realize how deep those roots are. You know, we all talk to each other, you know, so it's like the industry is small. <laughs> I agree. And it's like I said, it's very tight knit. You know, there's people that I look up to in this industry that have been doing it a very long time, right? Like the Bob Rafkamps from Garnet and the Eddie Coles and the, those group of guys, mm -hmm. right? And now, you know, we're in our 40s. 
and there's new people coming up in their 20s that are looking to get into the industry and do this. And I take every possible call and be as respectful to people, no matter what their idea is or what their brand is, right? Because I was that person one day. You know, I was that kid that was excited to work with maybe the ninth goggle brand on it on the chart back then or whatnot, right? So just because we work with the Kawasaki's and the KTM's and the, and the Bridgestone's and the Pirelli's now, I still love having conversations with my team and, and new brands that call us for help. You know, I still really, you know, have a good time doing that. You mentioned like Bridgestone and a few, like maybe you mentioned a few other brands, but what are some of the bigger, like more well-known brands that are currently working with MX Sponsor? Yeah. So like, you know, MX Sponsor has been a long time business and we've at one point or another have really worked with almost every brand possible. Right now we have great brands accepting resumes like Rental, O'Neill, Ogio, Cycra, Twin Air, you know, Rhino Power and so on. Um, it's pretty cool to see how that business transitioned into some other things we're doing in the industry now. But you know, MX sponsor sort of took a little backseat for a while, but you know, it never went away. And I think right now where we're at with that business, it's definitely on, on the forefront again with a lot of these major brands. And, you know, we have around 100,000 riders in there, I think, at this point. Wow. Now, you mentioned you're not the only show out there. There's, you know, Sponsor House, which we know is Hook It now, and it became massive, you know, like went into the action sports segment in general, you know, not just moto. And that's one of the things I was going to point out to our listeners is that MX Sponsor, you know, is still motocross only focused. Yeah. Well, you know, with that business, it's always been a struggle in my brain, right? And with people that have worked with me or, or us. And it's, you have to think about through the past 20 years, you know, the MySpaces, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, how many different social things have come and gone, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, one thing that we've never changed or got away from was really being core in our industry. Again, hook it. Scott and those guys do a great job and they bring a great solution to the table when it comes to social things and outside the industry things. But, you know, we've always kept our path at MX Sponsor and have been there for brands, whether they're been in the industry for 30 years or someone new starting out that wants to get their name out there and push their product to a great audience of core riders. We'll get back to the conversation in one moment. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I wanted to kind of move on to your next project, which I think is really interesting. It's a more recent project, Brandication. Um, tell us about this idea of how this came about. My best way to describe it, I guess, would be it's kind of like the LinkedIn of learning for power sports. Um, it's kind of like that type of a platform, though, where you can go in and learn things, basically. Yeah, you know what it is? After dealing with so many brands in our industry for so long, we really were looking at what other value could we bring to our clients to really close the circle. You know, the MX sponsor side was great direct consumer, but we always noticed in our industry after talking to, to brands and reps, it was very hard for brands or OEMs to have a clear, consistent message 
to people at the brick and mortar, right? The people behind the counter at dealers, you know, selling so many different products and really having that clear, consistent message go from the brand to the users behind the counter. So, you know, we sort of set out years ago looking at what was working and in other industries, you know, from pharmaceutical to automotive and some other types of industries. And we realized we have a really special industry to where it needs to be focused on power sports, but it also needs to be very simple to use, right? Yep. So, you know, that was our number one main concern when we launched this. And our main focus was to make it very simple, but also have it heavily branded. So, Someone that's a a sales user or a service user at a brick and mortar dealer isn't bored or he doesn't feel like he's taking an SAT test, right? Like (laughs) we wanted it to be very powerful for our clients that we do this with. Um, You know, one of our first clients was Bell Helmets back then, you know, Matt Schumann. And, you know, they were a very early adopter in this. And, you know, we ended up doing all the Bell Helmets stuff when the Flex stuff came out and their technologies on that side and doing a global training platform. And, you know, I think that's what really put us on the map to where companies like, you know, some clients we still have today, Kawasaki and Fox and Bridgestone and Yamaha bike and KTM and so on. Like people really started seeing what we were doing on both sides of the of the road with the brands as well as the dealers. And, it, you know, I think that's why we've had such good luck over the past few years with this. Yeah, like on the dealership side, having worked in a dealership myself for a number of years while I was going to Boise State, you know, knowledge is definitely power in the dealership and it gives you confidence. You know, like I know for me, the products that I had the most knowledge were the go-to products, you know, when I was in the on the dealership floor. And so this training program, being able to go in there, like you say, use Bell Helmets for an example, like being able to know that technology in and out, having to pass these tests. I mean, that's invaluable information. And that's probably going to be top of mind when they go to sell a helmet. Yeah. And you know what? Consumers are coming in more educated than ever, right? They're able to read about products, see it, read about it here, these reviews and so on. So to be able to arm you know, the dealers with more information and not trying to bore them, but come away with those major selling techniques on a certain product or a brand really helps from top to bottom, right? It makes your your brand look better. It gives the user a good experience at that shop to where they're going to want to come back and, and shop there. And one thing that we really try to push to our clients is also seeding product to those individuals, right? So if you're training on a new Fox helmet that's dropping, you know, last week or or this week coming up and you get trained and educated on that, how do we also get that Fox product, whether it's a boot or a helmet on you? So when you're riding or racing that weekend, you could actually give better feedback to someone that comes into the shop, you know, looking for maybe one of your competitor's products. So you know, we really try to bring that full circle with, you know, every one of the clients that we work with, you know, in the industry. Yeah, it really does go back to that knowledge is power thing, because you're right, like knowing the product and actually using it, definitely two different things there. Using it gives you that extra level of confidence where you're like, oh, yeah, well, I happen to have these Scott goggles and they're kind of a bigger frame and the, the eye port's a little small on this particular helmet, but this one has a little bit larger area to fit goggles in. You know, like that inside information that's Super invaluable. Definitely. And, you know, I think Kawasaki's a great case study for us. They've been an awesome client to work with. You know, 
we've really grown with them as well. Kawasaki prior to us went through like three or four other LMS companies, you know, learning management software companies. And they were more HR based, more off the shelf type products that might work for an Applebee's or a Hulahan's, right? But it might not work in our industry. So, you know, Alan Chappelle, who's in charge of all the dealers at Kawasaki, gave us a chance. And I think we're on our third renewal with them. And now we've grown into sales as well as service training for Cowie in the U.S. We moved into the market in Canada for all their dealer groups up there. And now we've even moved into doing all the training and education for the Kawasaki engines and equipment division, which was a separate entity there. But I, I think it's a testament to our team here and our family atmosphere here, how we work. And, you know, we're a small team, but we're very into what goes on here day to day. Right. Yep. Well, I felt like our industry has always needed continuing education if we're going to stay relevant as an industry, especially with you have all these auto groups starting to sneak in and customers walk in, they're getting something besides we can order it for you, you know? So it's because we've all, we've all been there, you know? <laughs> yeah, I agree. And even on the e-power type stuff, right? So we have a lot of e-bike companies that call us, um, potential clients, right? Hey, how do we break into the power sports dealer? How do we train and educate this market, right? So we're doing all the training and education for Yamaha bicycles on the e-power side, but they're more concentrated on the bike shops, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of e-power type brands that are trying to have shelf space or have floor space in a brick and mortar location. So trying to help adopt new products and new verticals in our industry is pretty cool. And just using our know-how of what we've done over the past many years and what has worked for some, what hasn't worked for others, you know, really try to help every client on a case-by-case -case basis. So how many brands you currently have on Brandication? And I think you mentioned some OEMs at Kawasaki and I think what KTM and Husqvarna are on there. And then you've got like Fox Racing. I mean, you've got some solid top level brands for sure. Yeah, we do. And it's, uh, you know, we have a great list of companies and it's constantly fluctuating with different things that we do for them. Right. So like I mentioned before, Cowie or Fox Globally or, you know, Stasic, who's owned by Harley Davidson, needed help with getting that information about their products over to, you know, someone at a Harley shop, you know, and companies like CF Moto and Bridgestone and, you know, the KTM group, we handle all their contingency for their brands on at every race possible in the United States and Canada, which is a cool client. Yeah. Pirelli, we do a lot of work for. And, you know, there's there's a long list and it's, you know, we're we're proud of every site and every platform that we put out there and, you know, been working with a lot of brands in this industry for a long time. So, you know, I think from myself to everyone on our team here, you know, they know that my name is sort of on the line with every deal that we do, whether it's an OEM or a one-man goggle brand that wants to train and educate dealers. You know, we don't look down to a brand just because it's a one-man show, right? Yep. We put the same amount of emphasis and, and know-how into, into each site that we publish. We're obviously doing something right with those list of names. I mean, there's some legendary brands in there and just with a lot of history. Now, during my research, I was doing a little sleuthing. I saw quite a few references to the new Revelist website, the Vista Outdoors new uh, outdoor product segment umbrella company. Did you guys help with that? That seems like something that might be something in your wheelhouse because you could probably fold in some education aspect to that new site. Yeah, so we, we sort of knew that 
that was going on there behind the scenes for a while, right? Uh-huh. And we work with a lot of different brands under that umbrella individually, right? Fox, yep. uh, Bell on the Power Amp bike side, Giro on the snow side, as well as bike. So I'm excited what they have going on. And we're still continuing individually working with those companies, as well as a few more coming up here soon from that group. And it's really a fluid situation when these brands in our industry could change from today to tomorrow, right? I think that's the power behind our business and our site is that it's not just an out-of-the-box solution. We're able to grow and be flexible with companies that want to try new things and do outside-the-box things that their business might need, right? So we've always had a good relationship with them, and we're excited to hopefully keep growing with their group of brands for sure. Any cool things in the works for 2024 or like in products or projects you can share that you're working on? And I assume you'll be headed to AM Expo though in February. We'll be there definitely. Um, I've pretty much been every AM Expo since it started. I thought last year was great there. Just seeing we, we had a lot of dealer traffic at our distribution, you know, so we were managing the Tucker University booth last year for the platform that, you know, we built Tucker a few years back. So You know, it was great seeing all the brands and all the dealer traffic at the AM Expo that we had. Um, We're excited to go back there this year. And, you know, we'll be launching a new product of our own called Power Sports Connection. So this will be launching here within, you know, I'd say a good month or two. So it's really taking everything that we've worked on over the past many years and all these tools from brandication and boiling them down into one system for our industry that really, I think, fills in a lot of the gaps and really closes the circle on communication for brands and independent reps all the way to the dealer side. So, you know, we'll be officially launching that at AIM Expo this year, but we'll have that up and going, I'm hoping, the end of December, early January for certain brands and, you know, our large dealer audience. Sounds pretty exciting. I'm, I, I'll definitely be coming by to see you and, and to see exactly the whole platform, how it all comes together. Will it be kind of consumer facing or just everything? That's a great question. A little mixture of both. So the training and education portal of that is going to the, be the main emphasis, like a lot of our projects. But, you know, as we've been doing this for so many brands, we realize how important managing correct rewards and incentives as well as spiff programs for people behind the counter are that are selling product, whether it's through a, a brand that's faced with distribution struggles or if they're just a B2B type brand, right? Direct to that dealer. So we're going to have a whole spiff and reward tracker in there to where dealers can earn cash dollars, different types of rewards and marketing dollars and so on. And we'll also have a section on there for consumer training and education, as well as a center for managing rebates and, and rebate programs for brands in our industry. So it's uh, there's going to be a lot of very large and robust tools in there, but I think it's really going to make a lot of the brands and, and dealers' lives a lot easier when we launch this. Love it. Love hearing that. Well, according to uh, an internet search I did here, I wanted to get the correct pronunciation for your name, of course, but the Make Rich name means knowledge, leadership, and fairness. Did you ever seen that before? No, I haven't actually. So that's uh... <laughs> yeah. I thought it was interesting. So I thought I'd point it out. But to me, it seems fitting to me. I mean, considering like all the things that you've accomplished professionally, you got to be pretty proud. And so, are you satisfied with where you're at with all your businesses? 
I'm never satisfied, right? <laughs> and and when you when you lose that drive, right? It's it's probably time to go work for someone else, you know? And I'm lucky I have a great team of people that work together and they know that they might get a text or an email from me at, at midnight on a Friday, whether out of Tito's or two or not. <laughs> like they know they don't have to respond, but you know what? Sometimes I get those messages from my guys on a Sunday at, at noon working on a project or something. So to me, I'm really happy with what we've brought to the industry, even though it might not be the cool thing, right? I know everything that we've brought to the industry over the years has helped, whether it's a brand or a shop or a rider, right? Absolutely. So I I take a lot of pride in that. And, you know, I I think how we treat brands and, and treat customers goes a long way. And I think people enjoy doing business with us, you know? So I'm always looking for how we could perfect what we're doing now, but also what else can we bring to the table to to help our industry move forward? Well, I can definitely hear the passion and, you know, enthusiasm in your voice. And uh, I think you've done some great things for for the power sports industry. One last thing though, how can motocross racers or power sports dealership personnel learn more about the MX sponsor and brandication platforms? Yeah. If you're a brand or a rider, you can just go to mxsponsor.com. A rider could sign up. If you're a brand, there's a, a contact form on there and it'll go to myself or, or someone on my team and, you know, we'll definitely set up a demo. Um, on a brandication side, you know, a, a shop really depends on what brands they carry or what OEMs because a lot of those are personal invites, right? But if there's any brands out there that are looking to train and educate a, a large audience, you know, feel free to reach out to us on the brandication site and we'll set up a demo. And every demo we're, we're very excited to do because we, we get a lot of great feedback on what we could do to our system and, and how we can help each brand on a, on a case-by-case situation. Rich, thanks so much for your time today. Keep up the awesome work. I look forward to seeing you at AMEXPO in February. Same deal. I appreciate it. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, follow Pit Pass Moto on your favorite podcast listening app so you never miss an episode. And if you have a moment, please rate and review our show. We'd greatly appreciate it. You can also follow us on social media or visit pitpassmotorsports.com where you can listen to the past episodes and check out the new Pit Pass Motorsports blog powered by Podium Life, featuring articles and industry news focused exclusively on two-wheel and four-wheel motorsports. Head to pitpassmotorsports.com to check it out. I'm Dale Spangler. I hope you'll join us next week for another episode of Pit Pass Moto. Thanks for listening. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.